0: Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The jury has the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And they're trying to decide what to do. They're deliberating. Deliberately. This is deliberate deliberating. And man, if you can deliberate without Thinking at all about the repercussions of what you're going to do, even if you still make the right decision, I would have decided this no matter what, even if you still make the right decision, it's got to be on your mind. As soon as that judge says not guilty on, you know, you get to walk out of here. What's this town going to look like? These people live in this town. Sure. Now, there are 500 National Guards troops there. Nice position for them to be put in as you join the National Guard. Do you think you're going to be on the street with a gun and maybe in, in some sort of an impossible situation with a violent mob rioting over a trial going the correct way? Whipped up by the lying media. And I got to decide whether I'm supposed to shoot or protect this property or whatever. Oh, my God. It could be an ugly day.
0: Yeah, indeed. Well, I like the characterization that uh, that's one tweeter... Uh, offered that it was a, a trial based on uh, the lies of the media from a, a, a riot that was based on the lies of the media. that We were trying to prevent a riot from the lies of the media, et cetera, et cetera. It's just it's unbelievable. As you've said many times, and I think it's an excellent point, keep using the exciting race war as clickbait, mainstream media.
1: That won't lead to anything bad. So I was listening to uh, a guy I like yesterday, um, uh, Charles C.W. Cook, if you know who he is with National Review, but it's, uh, it's yeah, one of too many middle initials. It's one. Yeah, I agree. It's showy. I agree. How um, many names you got? One of the things that some people of his political ilk don't like is this. Uh, you charge somebody with something and then you can start adding in lesser charges. So how, what what is that all about? Like, you start with a big charge, and then you, like, just keep going down the line until you get to one that sticks. I, I, and sometimes I, you can, some states you can do that, some states you can't. But.
0: Yeah, well, and I've read a lot of uh, different prosecutors and experts on this sort of thing, criticizing the Kenosha uh, DA for the way they've handled this. There are a couple of things. Number one, if, sometimes it it, it's, it reminds me of certain negotiation techniques. Where you, uh, you say, alright, I want, a uh, $100,000 a year, uh, car allowance, uh, you know, travel budget and an elephant. And, and, and you know you're not going to get an elephant. You'd throw that elephant no, out there I'd, just so they can yeah, turn it I'd down. I'd give
1: on the car allowance. I do want the elephant.
0: <laughs> well, that's up to you. And who am <laughs> I to criticize? But, um, so they, they throw that giant trial up there or that giant charge up there. So the jury can say, well, no, we're not going to get him for first degree murder, but here's the middle ground. But how, how, the, even though you've falsely placed the middle ground at the top.
1: Well, I was convinced, at least briefly, by people uh, arguing on why that's a bad idea. It just, it does. So you're either guilty of this or you're not. Like, giving, putting jurors in a position where psychologically they can find you guilty of something else because it's a negotiation, mm-hmm. seems like a weird way to approach it. You yes. either did this or you didn't. Yes or no. If you, if you allow psychologically a juror to say, you know, I'm, I'm not comfortable with what happened there. I mean, he did kill a couple of people. What else you got? Exactly. Yeah. What can I do for my
0: conscience? I mean, because there are times that the law says somebody who did something you find ugly is not guilty and should walk free. And you feel bad about that. So they give jurors, uh, I tell you what, why don't you slap them with this instead? And if you are are sitting, driving, walking, whatever you're doing, uh, listening and thinking, well, uh, I'm sure the jury's going to be rational. Juries are frequently not rational. They're real human beings, sometimes nutty human beings, and sometimes they come to decisions that are are fairly
1: questionable. Well, it also just seems like if you can start adding in those lesser charges, um, then there's no no penalty for overcharging then. You might as well go for the full Monty, uh, as opposed to if you just get one shot at it, what you're going to charge him with, you better make a good decision on how far you want to go in the charging. Yeah, different legal experts have different opinions on that sort of thing.
0: Wisconsin is a state where if you uh, if if you don't find them guilty of first-degree murder, and the judge gave this in the instructions, uh, here are some other options for you.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't think I like that. Maybe somebody smart could convince me why that's okay, but I don't think I like
0: that. Yeah, I'd like to hear some good, uh, solid, well-reasoned arguments. I'm not sure myself. I think it's a bad idea.
1: Here's another uh, angle of it. I know Joe reads The Atlantic a lot because he likes theater reviews and uh, 50,000-word poems. Right, right. And when uh, the articles make me cry, I dab them dry with my ascot. David French of The Dispatch has a piece in The Atlantic right now, and uh, I forget the title of it, but it's something like, uh, "Don't you know, Rittenhouse isn't a hero or a villain. Um, and, uh, and part of the argument is, I think it's, he doesn't deserve to be convicted, but he doesn't deserve to be celebrated. That sort of thing. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, we do have this weird thing going on now and I fall into it sometimes too. And I try to talk myself out of it where we have to make somebody a good guy or a bad guy. Kyle Rittenhouse could be a dope who did all kinds of stupid things and maybe even think awful things. And not guilty at all of murdering anybody. Right. Exactly. You don't have to make him out to be a righteous protector of liberty and everything that is good and right about the American dream to, to believe that he shouldn't be found guilty of murdering these people. Right. Yeah, sure. Um, and I, I-, I do think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I, I want... certainly wouldn't suggest to my seventeen-year-old or twenty-year-old or however old my kid is, don't go in go wading into that. I remember when I broke up a fight one time, uh, years ago, and I and and my brother who uh, who owned a bar, managed bars, worked in bars many times. I'm at a bar, of course, I'm at a bar. Um, uh, he said, "Why did you do that? Never do that." He had a friend who got stabbed, almost died trying to break up a fight. He Oof. said, "Don't jump into that. Don't ever do that." And I I'd say, you know. Cities burning, rioting, at, completely out of control. I get the argument of protecting your stuff in your town. I'm not doing that.
0: Right. I'm not I remember, doing it. I remember seeing a, uh, a, a, it was an illustration of the very principle. Uh, it opened with a video of a uh, larger man beating on a smaller man. And various onlookers screamed and interceded, and the rest of them dragged the bigger guy off. Turns out the smaller man had smashed an old woman in the face and grabbed her purse. So beware the snap judgment.
1: Yeah. Well, in this fight that I broke up in which I got uh, blood on my favorite jacket, which ruined it. um, (sighs) Members only? Luckily, I was not hurt in any way in this, but I did find out later. That uh, the the person the smaller person that was getting their ass whooped that I thought I was protecting had it coming. So oh boy, that's one of the other problems with uh, ever Aww. getting involved in these sorts.
0: Yeah, of Yeah, but uh, getting back to your original point, Michael, get the uh, the. Uh, do we have a, a rim shot or just the uh, the audience laughing thing? Uh, whichever one you got, get it ready. Uh, Jack's point is people hate ambivalence. Me, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: hey, hey. Come on, give it up. But also, David French, uh, who's a lawyer, uh, got into the whole self-defense thing and went through some of the most common laws around self-defense because it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But in, in general, this is, this is the rundown on self-defense, if you've ever wondered about this. And I think about it. I told the story earlier. There was a crazy, probably drug addict, uh, uh, schizophrenic homeless guy That got in our face at the grocery store yesterday, in the grocery store, screaming and yelling about killing an mf -er, And I thought, "Uh uh-oh, what's about to happen? Luckily, he turned and went the other direction. What are my rights in that situation as I'm with my kid? I don't actually know, but here you go. Here's some of the general points on self-defense. If I'm attacked, absent a duty to retreat, which doesn't exist in all jurisdictions and is subject to its own limitations... Okay, that's a complicated notion right there. Sure. The duty to retreat, and it's different in different places? If you can run away in some states, some municipalities,
0: you must. You're you're forbidden from a turning a blow or shooting somebody.
1: You so, must run. So so I don't know what the rules are where I live, and I guess everybody should know. But so if that guy who's screaming, I'm going to kill him, and he's screaming and yelling and pointing in my face and everything like that, if he had swung on me or my kid. I might have to try to run away rather than yes. h- punch him back. That, right, That seems crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, you not will be judged. Not because I want
1: vengeance, but because I want to. I, the, the safest thing might be to try to knock him down and then run away rather than run and hope I'm faster than him.
0: Oh, 100%. I was going to say, anybody who knows anything about my foot speed knows that's just not an option. Um uh, uh, what was I going to say? A uh, very important uh, Oh, keeping in mind, and this makes me insane. You will be judged by a bunch of armchair quarterbacks who've never right. been involved in a fight in their lives, right. saying, "Well, you know, you did wake up." the man was looming over your wife in the bed with a knife, but you could have asked him to leave before you shot him, or you could have grabbed your wife and run out and just, oh man, that's sort of, that sort of jury ruling makes me crazy.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you what, I want to have time for all this because I think it's really interesting. And, you know, God help us. If we, all of us are ever in this situation, and you know, we might want to know what the law is. I can run through some more of this coming up. Um, Text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. If you know anything about any of these things, um, we'll get into a Fisher House. Or a, I'm sorry, I keep saying that. It was another great organization that we I'll raised money folks. for. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're they're fantastic. In fact, one of our warriors mentioned Fisher House just the other day in conjunction with Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, who are raising money for this week, and we're hoping to raise a half million dollars. We just crossed over two hundred thousand dollars about an hour ago. Um, But you just donate by going to armstrongandgetty.com and clicking on the banner. We'll run through some of the funny names that have donated. And what is self-defense and what's not? Coming up next.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Madison Bayerman loves typical three-year-old things. Disney, Mouse. playing with her brother and helping her mom cook. But is she ready for jury duty? Her parents never considered it until Madison got a letter from the U.S. District Court in New Jersey. Uh, asking her to fill out a questionnaire for federal jury duty in newark madison's mom was alarmed by the mailing because it says that she was chosen from the voter registration rolls it's a total mess and we still have no idea nor can anybody tell me how they got her name well show up and serve on the jury or you're a bad american madison yeah i send her i just send the kid i drop him off at the courthouse I don't want to get into this because it's a side topic, but it's probably got to do with the trying to get as many voters as you can. I wonder. Registration I, I would like to look into that if I'm mom. Yeah. Uh, more on the singer who urinated on somebody uh, at a concert on purpose. Do we need more on that? Well, and he was into it, too. Also, he's a sick and a sick Not to be all gross, weird stuff today, but we got the university professors trying to normalize adults being attracted physically to young people, which is not good. It's pedophilia. There's already a word. Yeah, there's a lot of texts about that. So the Rittenhouse trial, the jury has got the case, and they are deliberating right now. Uh, Most people seem to think that the jury is going to uh, find him innocent of the charges, and then there's worry about mayhem in the city. But anyway. David French wrote a piece for The Atlantic. He's a lawyer about what is self-defense and what is not. And uh, we mentioned a couple of the things that fit into self-defense most places. It it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. But in general, if you're attacked absent a duty to retreat, and that varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, you can respond with proportionate force sufficient to address the threat. If someone punches you, you can punch them back. but. proportionate force sufficient to address the threat, it's a complicated one, because if I think you're going to beat me to death, then me blowing your head off with a gun is uh, proportionate.
0: Sure. I mean, if I'm a 24-year-old MMA fighter, or I'm a 72-year-old man with severe arthritis, those two people facing exactly the same threat, uh, there might be a different ruling. And so, what if what if you're a middle-aged guy in reasonably good shape? What are you supposed to do? Risk being beaten
1: to death? Hope you win? That's a heck of a thing to hope.
0: Uh, yeah, especially as an innocent citizen minding your own business, you're accosted by some tough
1: guy who wants to make you a victim. Yeah, I don't know how many fights you've ever been in, but all you—I don't care if you're fighting somebody you're, you're much stronger than and faster than. If if he gets it or she gets in a shot on your nose, you're all of a sudden like blinded. Well, I think every dad, mom in
0: the world has had a toddler suddenly rear their head up and catch you in the face, and you're you're
1: momentarily useless. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and, of course, when we talked about this last segment, absent a duty to retreat, well, there's a whole kettle of fish right there. What's my duty to retreat? Well, it varies from place to place, and then a jury is going to decide how easily I could have retreated from this situation. Right. Uh, while I'm, if you're like a normal person who doesn't go around getting in fights, you're the most scared you've ever been in your entire life while you're making this decision. And you have to make the decision in the split second. Um, point number two on this from a lawyer at the same time, regardless of the kind of weapon used against me, even if it's just fists, I can use deadly force if I reasonably fear that I face imminent death or grave bodily injury. This is what Rittenhouse has got going for him obviously that's funny the prosecutor said he should have just taken the beating or we got some texts oh you get to shoot somebody because they're going to kick you
0: yes yes 100 if you're on the ground you don't understand that you should not engage in the discussion (laughs) you
1: don't know enough or don't get any fights if you think you're on the ground and they're going to kick you if you think everything will be fine good luck with that wow people are just willing to shoot off their mouths about stuff they have no idea of and number three i cannot however initiate a violent encounter and then use deadly force whenever the encounter goes badly. That's an mm. interesting one. Oh,
0: And, in fact, the, uh, the prosecutors in their closing arguments talked about initiation.
1: Good luck claiming self-defense if you start punching someone and then kill them when you believe they're gaining the upper hand. If you're going to use deadly force, you have to, f- have to first do all you reasonably can to end the encounter, it says here. Mm. But that's such a judgment call. Did I do all that I could to reasonably end the encounter in this fistfight as we're rolling around, and again, I'm hoping they don't get the upper hand and, you know, choke me to death or something. Yeah, yeah. Or that guy swinging the skateboard doesn't catch me on the side of the head, and all of a sudden I'm knocked out.
0: Yeah, boy. And it can get into really hairy territory. What if uh, some guy just, uh, like, uh, 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 physically... Uh, assaults your wife at a bar, your girlfriend, and you shove him. You've initiated the, the the conflict, right? Then he brings out a knife and you shoot him. Are you
1: guilty or not there? Or would that, uh, I don't know. Or maybe you'd be guilty and the jury would say, but we ain't convicting. Which right. happens. Yep. Uh, you can weigh in on this if you want to. Text line 4195-KFTC. We're keeping a look on Kenosha, Wisconsin. And if they come back with the verdict, obviously we'll bring that to you right away. Donate money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station by going to armstrongandgetty.com. Just click on the banner. If you miss an hour, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Thanksgiving Day, the first Asian-American Muppet arrives on Sesame Street. The new arrival is Ji Young, a Korean-American seven-year-old who loves playing her electric guitar and skateboarding. She is the coolest Muppet since that one episode where Cookie Monster smoked weed. It was the 70s. Why do you think he's so many cookies? But it's not just guitars and skateboarding. Ji Young will also play a role in countering anti-Asian bias and harassment at a time of heightened awareness around the issue. That's great, but is it just me, or are we giving some Muppets more responsibility <laughs> than other Muppets? Okay folks, bring it in here, I got your, I got your assignments. Uh, you be angry in a trash can. Uh, you count everything you see. <laughs> And uh, you solve systemic racism.
1: <laughs> you count everything you see. You know, funny you should mention Sesame Street in the 70s. I watched Sesame Street in the 70s as a little kid. And uh, all they did was teach you letters and numbers. Really weren't trying to solve any of our uh, uh, social ills, including ones that are s- not even necessarily real. Ah,
0: yes. Trumped up, if you will. Yeah. Indeed.
1: Uh, yeah. I-, I only want to bring this up for one reason. It's for the joke that is making the rounds. What's the name of the band in which the lead singer urinated on the woman on the, Brass the uh, Brass Against. Now, so I haven't heard their music. Alex in the newsroom who's a musician and in a band, he said he really likes their music. So they're like a for real band.
0: Oh yeah, they're they're super good if you're into that heavy heavy uh, rock.
1: And the lead singer is named she decided to Her name is oddly uh appropriate. Sophia
0: Eurista. Eurista, which sounds like Spanish for you know,
1: well, your like, eurista system. And so, what, Alex? Are people calling her now? Uh, that would be Urethra Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not helpful. <laughs> no, but it's on point. Yeah, listen, exactly. listen to how the childish Urethra. laughing.
0: That's yeah, disgusting.
1: Euretha <laughs> Franklin, come on! How is that not funny? A <laughs> child? She's a female singer who urinated on somebody on stage. RESPECT, please don't go and pee on me.
0: There you go. Come on. Now. Oh boy. That's inappropriate. Well, the little child. Yeah. I am a child. So, we haven't been hammering this much, but I'm afraid uh, if we don't keep up at least a bit of a drumbeat that horrific Build Back Venezuela plan will pass. And I read some great commentary the other day about the question of will it hurt inflation? Well, Joe Biden who god bless him is senile well, claims that it will, it he claims <laughs> that it will actually reduce inflation
1: which is yeah. crazy that's, Oddly... That's, that's a talking point for all the democrats now that it is oh, you you don't like inflation this is an inflation reducing bill oh, anyway
0: He's, he's actually mentioned that in, he said, quote, inflation hurts American pocketbooks and reversing this trend is a top priority to me. And as uh, they said on the dispatch, uh, his solution, signing into law and infrastructure. Infrastructure package that adds two hundred and fifty billion dollars to the deficit over the next ten years, and passing his multi-trillion-dollar Build Back Better plan to uh, to the social safety net and address climate change. That seems counterintuitive to you. You're not alone. At the risk of oversimplifying somewhat, inflation occurs when the amount of money circulating in an economy grows fast enough that economic output can't keep up. And 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 again. Biden says uh, the irony is people have more money now because of the American Rescue Plan. You all got checks for $1,400. There's more checks going out, I guess. Uh, you got checks for the whole range of things. But what happens if there's nothing to buy and you got more money? You compete for getting it. That creates a real problem. So he's warning us about the problem of too much money circulating. Uh, but then it continues to... um to advocate the Build Back Venezuela plan. And, of course, we could talk about the incredibly misleading claim that it won't add to the deficit. It's fully paid for if you employ the most insidious and bald-faced and bold-faced of accounting uh, tricks. But anyway, Manhattan Institute senior fellow Brian Rydell said, quote, there is virtually no economic theory that would suggest us spending $4 trillion is disinflationary. Unless they can show that it would drastically increase supply and in productivity, which is a stretch to say the least. Just in case you hear that argument, if you hear old man Biden or his useless uh, veep. Oh, we got a great uh, note about the, the veep. I want to get to that. Uh, if you hear anybody saying, no, it'll actually help in uh, fight inflation. There is virtually no theory that could possibly suggest that. And it's true. I like this. Uh, we were talking about the late night Jen Psaki press release appearing to bolster the claim that the White House is supporting Harris. J.T. says I think it was the opposite, and I like his theory. I think yeah. it's intriguing.
1: I got a bunch on that. We we needed. To, we haven't talked to much um, like that kind of politics today, which makes me happy. But I've got a couple interesting nuggets to add to that.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of inside baseballish, but it's also Game of Thronesy, and I kind of I kind of enjoy this this analysis sometimes. Um, i just don't act like it's the most important thing in the world hey you know what is important a quick word from our friends at car shield a big expensive repair is not only expensive but it's a pain in the butt you spend all sorts of time dealing with the paperwork and such well taking care of a covered repair with car shield their administrators make it super easy they handle paperwork and the payments
1: well in the old days of it it's you know it takes a long time to get signed up for your car insurance with some company that you then stay with for the next 40 years of your life those days are gone i think everything's good going- going month to month and car shield is month to month it's easy to sign up for easy to get out of if you decide to and whether your car has 5000 miles on it or 150000 miles they've got a monthly coverage option that fits your budget and your vehicle you get to use your own mechanic car shield administrators administrators take care of all the rest including the paperwork
0: CarShield's a win-win. Get coverage today. See why CarShield cars go further. Visit CarShield.com slash Armstrong to save 10%. CarShield.com slash Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Hey, if your car's about to go out of warranty, ooh, sweet spot. CarShield.com slash Armstrong.
1: So um, uh, Byron York's got a piece in the Washington Examiner today laying out why this is the most uncertain presidential election we've got coming up. Of anyone's lifetime, and he said that's not an exaggeration, and he lays it out pretty clearly. He said it's weird that even with midterms coming up in a year, there's way more buzz in D.C. about the presidential election, and he lays out why, and it's pretty obvious. He got an ancient president. He turned 79 this weekend, Joe Biden. And he shows it. I mean,
0: Trudeau, yeah. I the pressure.
1: he, he is, is not a young 79. No, he's the same age as my mom. And my mom's way more with it than Joe Biden is. I mean, you know, age affects different people, different ways, but you got an, an ancient president that Joe probably says rightly is no way he's going to be around. You got an incredibly unpopular vice president. And then he got the Republican side with the, uh, can you be against Trump and get the nomination or does Trump walk away at the nomination? Does he run? I mean, it is really is up in the air as any time in, That I can remember. Right,
0: right. And then the other day you had that late night tweet from Jen Psaki saying, Kamala Harris is a valuable part of the team. Or was it really, you suck, get out in code?
1: Mm, mm, We will discuss. Uh, Well, we will? We will. When will we do that? We'll do that next if you want. I don't know. Yeah, sure, next. Okay. I don't know these things. Well, yeah. Let's break on time for once in our lives. Um, donate money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. It's so easy. You go to armstrongandgetty.com. You click on the banner. If you do that, like, during the commercial break. Now, with one ear, you need to be listening to the commercials. Oh, yeah, and taking notes. Writing down the addresses and phone numbers. Uh, but with the other ear, you can uh, go to armstrongandgetty.com and click on the banner and donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. It's easy. We'll get to a total. bunch of other stuff on the way.
0: Armstrong. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Has Kamala Harris been down to see the Biden cages, this facility? Um, Yes or no? uh, The vice president was at the border. Has she been down to see this facility? I know she went to El Paso. Has she seen the Biden cages? They are not cages. So uh, that was Mayorkas, who's supposed to be... This is
0: not a monkey
1: court. ...who's supposed to be controlling our border, getting grilled by a bunch of people yesterday. But that just points out one of the many issues roiling politics in this great nation um, as we head into... a presidential election that is three years away. But, as... you know, I'm
0: sorry, before you get further, because that Mayorkas testimony, we could have done three segments on it. At one point, one of the senators asked him, do you think writing enormous checks to illegals in this so-called settlement thing we've been talking about could be a, an incentive for more people to try to get in the country? He said, uh, no, I don't think that would be a poll factor.
1: Right. in a new poll Good out, 60 percent of Americans are against that idea of giving money to illegals who snuck in. Another survey, and this is uh, which poll is this? A Quinnipiac poll found that opposition to the border wall has softened significantly in the last few years. More people, forty-nine percent, still oppose walling off our southern neighbor, but that's the lowest level of opposition for building a wall since November 16, when they first started asking the question. It was sixty-four percent back then. So it went; it's gone from two-thirds to half. That opposed the border wall. And that's with almost the entirety of the media convincing you are racist if you're for the wall. And they
0: asked Mayor Yorkers about that. He said, well, walls don't work. You couldn't build a wall in the rugged, uh, you know, cliff areas. Build it where you nobody's, can. Nobody suggested that. God, that's so dishonest.
1: Build it where you can. But I'm just pointing out the, you know, the direction some of this is going. So there's been a huge drop in the number of people that oppose the wall again, with all of the media telling you a race, you're a racist for feeling the other way. Also, uh, how about um, this is a morning consult, consult poll for Politico. Nearly half of respondents, 47%, are very concerned about illegal immigration. 47% very concerned. 26% somewhat concerned, which adds up to almost three-quarters of Americans are somewhat or very concerned about the border.
0: The Biden administration, anybody tied to him is doomed.
1: They absolutely are. And then you get to the presidential election where he ain't going to be the nominee. Kamala Harris ain't going to be the nominee. I don't think. No, no way. No way. Come on, man. Who the hell is it going to be on the right? Is it going to be Trump? Is it going to be somebody who's like Trump? Do you have to be anti-Trump? What is that battle going to look like? I can't even imagine. Um, I I listened to a good podcast yesterday about the whole Kamala running. First of all, the vice president of a sitting president has not, not been the nominee. You have to go back to the 50s. Mm. Since the last time that that person hasn't won, whether it's Al Gore following Clinton or Bush following uh, Reagan or uh, Nixon following uh, Eisenhower. I mean, this is what we do. Uh, The the vice president ends up being the nominee running. And so who's going to take out Kamala Harris? She's going to run. How are you going to take out in the Democratic Party the first black female vice president? And, and go after her, why she shouldn't be president, within the Democratic Party without getting killed for it.
0: You've got to show her brutal internal polling that makes it clear she doesn't have a chance, because she doesn't, and offer her something to get out of the way and save face.
1: Can Putin, Can Pete Buttigieg, as a, as a white man, and he's gay, he's got that going for him, but as a white man, can he run against a black woman to be a white man candidate? In the Democratic Party?
0: I don't know. That's why you got to get her out of the way with dignity. I'm sure that's what she's going to be offered the presidency of some obscure, dopey university somewhere or something like that.
1: Mm. Which she
0: might take. Well, before she gets her ass handed to her in the primaries, yes. See, that's the thing. Show her the polls that show she does not have a chance. Because she knows it. She got out before Iowa. She She stumbled to the vice presidency. She was at
1: 3% nationally when she got out of the race. Democrats don't like her, let alone the rest of the country. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. There's no way she runs. She couldn't. It's just, it's no, no. Nobody wants her. Nobody likes her. She has lower uh, approval ratings than Dick Cheney. Come on. Back when he was Darth Vader. Remember that? Yeah. And he we was just, shooting hunting companions.
1: Can we do an update on Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? Would you like to give a little pitch about what they are for anybody who doesn't know at this point?
0: Sure. When our uh, heroes are wounded physically or uh, traumatic brain injury, uh, injury, post-traumatic stress, they're making the transition to civilian life. They're young. They're dealing with prosthetics. They're they're broke their VA benefits haven't come through for them. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there to support them and help them make that transition. They do incredible work. They prevent deaths and suicide and homelessness. They work miracles and they protect every dollar you give. We have vetted them thoroughly. Go to Armstrong to donate as much as you can. Armstrongandgetty.com.
1: So many of you all have donated today. 25 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks. I wish we could mention all the names. We will mention Hugo Chavez's daughter anyway, Owen 2 just contributed $100 to the girls. Nice
0: job, Mrs. Chavez, Appreciate ma'am.
1: That. But just to do a quick uh, total of where we are, we're on our way to $500,000, I hope. Gladys, drum roll, please. We're almost halfway there. Two hundred seventeen thousand dollars So about 218 Okay. All right. I feel a lull. I feel like we got a lull happening. It feels a little lully to me as
0: well. Yeah. It's a bit of a lullaby.
1: So just think about this for psychologically. How's the year been for you? If it's been a tough year, give 10 bucks. If everybody gave 10 bucks, we'd be at our total by 9 o'clock. Um, uh, but if you've had a good year, and a lot of people have, I mean, the stock market sets records every day. People in real estate have been making money like they've never made it before. If you had a good year, give a little back just for karma's sake, if nothing else. If you've flown first class in the last year, give at least $500. Good one. Good one. At least $500. Armstrongandgetty.com. Click on the banner. Like
0: it's any of my business. But, you know,
1: (laughs) it's just a for instance. All of a sudden, you're Bernie Sanders.
0: Rich paying the fair share. Yep. Bernard Sanders. So I like this uh, note from J.T. speaking of the utterly unpalatable vice president, that whole late night tweet from Jen Psaki saying, oh, she's a valuable part of the administration. She's taking the lead on voting rights and the systemic uh, causes of immigration. And, uh, and and his theory is it was exactly the opposite. It was clearly a warning shot aimed at Kamala and her office of the VP for whining about her treatment in the Brandon administration. If a person's job was to come up with a way to smack her down while appearing to support her, what would you do? You'd bring up two notable failures. Voting rights? They've completely failed to move the, the letting anybody fraudulently vote needle. Most Democrats are in favor of voter ID. So that's, that's a swing and a miss. And the border integrity thing? We just gave you those poll results. The idea that she's carefully addressing the root causes in Guatemala. Does anybody believe
1: that? Has anybody seen anything to indicate that that's the case? If you want some really inside, inside baseball, House of Cards, West Wing stuff, from a podcast I was listening to from reporters that know this sort of thing, uh, when Obama brought in Biden, one of the... Uh, one of the deals was, OK, we'll bring you in, but you're using our people, not your people. So Joe Biden didn't get to bring all the people he'd had around him for decades as a senator to be his staff and everything. He had to use Obama people because mm. you don't want its own uh, fiefdom over there that's creating their own power center that might be running you know, for president and causing problems for you. That's what the Obama people thought, I guess, with Biden. Biden did the same thing to Kamala Harris. She doesn't have any of her own people. She has Biden people. And you got the former Kamala Harris people that used to work for her when she was senator out there carping to CNN and everybody else about how she's being mistreated by the White House.
0: I know that was one of the more uh, compelling subplots and sometimes the main plot of House of Cards was just keeping the Veep and his uh, uh, overarching ambitions at arm's reach and and neutering them whenever possible. I guess that's a really
1: common thing. Yeah, so former Kamala people who are out of work or doing other things now, they're going to CNN and saying the White House is misusing her and everything. Right, right,
0: because every Veep thinks they really ought to be the president because they're (laughs) way more talented than the president. Yeah. And they got screwed.
1: Well, she's more sentient than the president, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, granted. Granted.
1: <laughs> hey, do you want some good news? We, we, we don't have enough good news on this show. Sure, yeah, for goodness sakes. A vaccine against Alzheimer's disease could be on the horizon after scientists carried out successful trials in animals. Researchers were able to reverse memory loss in mice. And this is being seen all around the world as a huge step forward in a vaccine for Alzheimer's. That could be, oh, my God. It's a a miracle. Oh, it would be like, uh, you know, what happened with polio or various other horrible things throughout history. Where we look back and think, remember back when old people got Alzheimer's? And that just goes away. Not to mention, in kind of a coarse view, um, but true, so much of our health care money is Alzheimer's is yes. money spent on that and yeah. what it would do you know to the finances of healthcare that's not course it's another
0: practical i mean obviously preventing the tragedy and the, the grief of alzheimer's is, is number 1 but yeah if we could save ourselves a ton of money great land that would be great just hey you scientist
1: uh, hurry hurry up all right maybe work saturdays hurry up mm. if you miss an hour of the show go to armstrongandgetty.com armstrong and getty